Welcome, you're listening to the rest of the sermon, a podcast where we dive deeper in content and conversation of last Sunday's sermon at Westside in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. For more information, you can visit our website at westsidepb.org. And we're back in Beijing with the 2022 Winter Olympics. Have you guys been watching the Winter Olympics? We've watched a little bit, not as much this year. We really haven't. Oh man, we've been out of the loop, man. It's all. It's our family. Well, you know, we love the snow. We love the winter, and our our kids have just been. They might get pneumonia. They've been outside so long. Like, <laughs> uh, but we've had that. We've had the Winter Olympics on, and it has just been a blast. That's awesome, man. Welcome back to the rest of the sermon. Welcome yes. back. We are back. We are spending uh, today a little bit talking about um, why women sh- should submit. To, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's just Pastor Jason and I so um, funny. In, in the podcast room here at Smart Marketing today. And we had some scheduling conflicts and stuff with having some wives in with us today that we couldn't actually nail down to get with the podcast today. So we're going to talk a little bit. Um, we're going to talk about our wives, but more from our perspective and just why we're better men because of our wives. Amen. Um, and Amen. spend a little bit of time there. I'm still going to read the passage from First Peter chapter three, um, but this may be a shorter podcast than your yeah, usual. Yeah, just didn't want to leave you guys hanging. Yeah, yeah, we want to put out something today um, and just be encouraging and um, and all of that today. So First Peter chapter three, likewise, wives, be subject to, to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives, when they see your respectful and pure conduct. Don't let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair and the putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. For this is how the holy women who hoped in God used to adorn themselves, by submitting their own husbands, as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, and you are her children. If you do good and do not fear anything, that is frightening. Thanks be to God for His Word. Yep. Do good job on Sunday. Um, I cannot imagine the uh, the weight of. Hey, I'm a I'm a 34 year old man. I've been married for uh, like 11 years. Yeah. And I'm about yep. to I'm about to launch into. What was that like? I think it's you know, and I think this is maybe the appropriate place to discuss this on the rest of the sermon. Yeah. I described it to somebody as this, and and maybe this will be helpful. I can only. Imagine how the past two years have been for your primary care physician and your doctor. And here's what I mean by this. Yeah. COVID, the information, the articles, CDC's changing every day. And then I saw on Facebook and, you know, and so, so these poor doctors who, by the way, have spent, you know, almost a quarter of their life (laughs) in education. Right. I, I mean, this is... The society has deemed like yeah. we trust you. You've got the education, <laughs> and then we go into their office. And I, I say this about myself. Even I find this struggle as being a parent. Yeah. You know, we go to see our primary care physician, and that thing in you is like, "But this is my kid," and right. I think sometimes that's okay and it's good. But they've got all this education. They're in constant cohorts with doctors, and then you go like, "Well, I heard and Google and yeah. this, that, and the other." And here's where I'm going with this. They have to spend a majority of their time correcting, yeah. debunking, demystifying, and explaining what something is not yeah. before they can ever even care for you. Yeah. 
And I absolutely felt that way, which is probably why more than half of the sermon was, this is what submission is not. Yeah. And this is the context, and yeah. this is first century, and this is who Peter... And so yeah. it makes it very... It makes my job very difficult yeah. to have to spend the majority of that time saying this is what, what it isn't. Secondly... <laughs> You know, these harebrained guys that are out there on the internet and chauvinistic, um, toxic preachers in the pulpit only make faithful churches' jobs harder. Mm. And what I mean by that is this. It's like when a tornado rips through the town yeah. and they interview that one guy. <laughs> Or like, let's say there's a Trump rally, or I, I don't care who it is. There's some sort of rally, and they interview the most far right or far left person yeah. that's supposed to represent. And so I say all of that to say it, it makes the job very difficult. And secondly, most of the time, the loudest or the people that seem to be getting the most attention yeah. Actually, least represent yeah. the historic faithful Christian view. Yeah, and so our board formally put together a statement yeah. that that we just read before the sermon. You can see it there on our website. Yeah, and basically it was to just collectively gather our thoughts. Yeah, and to say this is what Westside believes about women. Yeah, another reason why I wanted to do that was anytime a subject like that happens. My greatest fear, and I believe the greatest failure would be if somebody said, well, this is what Pastor Jason believes. Right. That's a fail. That yeah. is a huge fail. So I wanted them to know this is plurality of leadership here. This is where we all agree, and I am not teaching what I believe. I do have some convictions, and I say that, but this is what we believe as a church and as a leadership, yeah. the scriptures teach. Yeah. So that's a long answer, but there was yeah. a lot of emotions and a lot of things that go into that. Yeah. And I said at the beginning of my sermon, like that, that text might as well have had a fuse, like yeah. lit, you know, yeah. hearing Terry read that on Sunday and it was just like, whoa. Yeah. So, well, I yeah. thought you did an excellent job. Well, thanks, you, man. You did a great job, man. I, uh, if there was one, if you were, do you remember one moment in the sermon that was like, you were like, here we go. I got to say this, but this is like the hardest thing. Hmm. That's a good question. I think um, anytime I address both men and women's sinful bent, yeah, because that's generalization yeah. and generalization can be very dangerous, yeah. but it's kind of right. Yeah. So for men, ever since Genesis 3, the general sin yeah. for men in marriage is to neglect their wife. Yeah. That's why God says you're going to fight the ground. Right. And you see all through the scriptures, love your wife, spend time mm -hmm. with... Why are those exhortations there? Yeah. Because a man's natural bent is to provide for the family and neglect the family. Yeah. A woman's natural bent... If a man's is to neglect, a woman's is to nag and control. Mm. And that's rough language, yeah. but the Bible uses, you know, a dripping faucet yeah. or this language because the woman's desire is for the man to lead. But God says, because you've done this, now you'll have a conflicting desire. Yeah. And it's for you to rule over him. Yeah. So it's in one breath, you say, 
boy, I wish I had a man who leads me. Yeah. And in the other breath going, who do you think you are trying to? And so yeah. anytime I have to say that yeah. in, in a general language, yeah. I just go, well, this is going to go over like a turd in a punch bowl. Yeah, there's you know? a potential to paint a large target on yourself to uh, just in the culture that we live in and, yeah. and all of that. I thought, I thought you did that section very, very well. Um, I thought that was great. Well, today we're just going to talk about our, we're going to talk about our marriage. Um, our marriage is, uh, Jason and I are not married to each other. That's a, that's that's not a, a value of Westside or Grace family. Um, <clears throat> so I want to start off, how long have you and Courtney been married? Tell us about your wife. How long have you been married? Man, Courtney and I have been together almost 12 years and we have been married coming up on 11 years. Wow. And so, um, yeah, man, she actually sent me a picture this is so crazy. The other day, um, her Facebook memory popped up of a Donovan basketball game when she was with her friends. Yeah. This, kids, was when you had to have a digital camera, <laughs> insert the memory card, save yeah. the files to right. your computer, yeah, and, then, it to your yes, computer. Yeah. and then upload it. Yeah. And she said, do you recognize this photo? And it was that night was the first night that I saw her. Wow. Um, I remember you telling that story, seeing yep. her across the other side of the basketball yep. court. I remember. That the, night, you have a picture from. I remember the outfit, saved it, all that stuff. Wow. Man, it's incredible. That's really, really cool. Yeah, dude. That's really awesome. Yeah. How about hey, you guys? Kayla, but similar timeline. Um, we met in 2009. Uh, and we got married in 2011, so June this year will be 11 years married. Nice, man. So 11 years married. We, uh, man, it, there are days where it feels like we got on the plane and left for a honeymoon. Like, it feels like it was yesterday. Yeah. And then we look back on the entire journey that we've been on for a th- about a third of our lives now together. Yeah. Like, and it feels like it's been an eternity as well. Yeah, we're going to be those people, because we married young, yeah. that at some point in our life, we will have spent more time with this person than without this yeah. person. And I that's cool. Yeah. That's, I look forward to that. That's yeah. really cool, man. That's really—so tell—, tell uh, Again, like today, we're we're not gonna we're not gonna like go down the path without our wives in the room of like submission and yeah. all of that. So we're telling our stories and why we're better and all of that. So tell us a story about how you guys met. You've talked about it a little bit on the podcast before, but yeah. what were you feeling? I, I don't know if you heard Stu and Terry's from last week, yes, but like they, they told did their story. So good man. Stu used words like it was electric. Yes, <laughs> like let's get poetic in I here. Love What'd it, you man. feel? How'd you meet? Like yes. all of that. I was going to school at Columbia College, did so well, they asked me not to come back. And so at semester, I got kicked out and came. My parents were in Donovan. My dad was helping start a church that was really growing. And so I came home to live with my parents, was working a ton of odd and end jobs at JCPenney, a lot of places. And um, on Friday nights in Donovan, man, that's like... Um, Hoosierville, you go to the basketball game in the gym. Yeah. And so my mom and dad was like, this is what we do. So went to the basketball game with them. And um, right before the varsity game started, I, I saw a group, a collective group of girls come in and just unashamedly, dude, um, I saw Courtney out of that group of people. Yeah. And I like to say, like, Man, I I left Columbia, Missouri, where there's Mizzou, Columbia College. Like, there's plenty of people. There's plenty of women, all of that stuff. And when I saw her, this is as cheesy as the day is long, I said to myself, that's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. Like, like legitimately. Yeah, man. And so I did what any 
brave, bold guy does is I sent somebody else to go talk to her, uh, Miss Phyllis Guthrie. How, how old were you guys at this time? How old were you? How old was she? I was 19. Okay. And she was a senior in high school. That's Romeo and Juliet age, bro. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it was literally, she doth teach the torches to burn brighter. <laughs> Love this night, for I have not loved until this night. Just keep yeah. going. And so... Um, <laughs> And so I sent Phyllis Guthrie over there because she was like, oh, I know her. I know her family. Courtney comes from a great family there in the town. And so Phyllis came back and was like, yeah, uh, bad news. <laughs> um, she's got a boyfriend and he's one of the starters on the basketball team. And so, but man, my life was so chaotic at the time. I think I, we became friends on Facebook and um, this is, I'm just going to get real honest, dude. There would be times over the next year that I would, Courtney would get a crazy voicemail yeah. at like 2 a.m. Because uh, <laughs> it was the drunk dial. It, I did not love the Lord. Her dad's exact words were, you don't need to have anything to do with that thug. Wow. That's exactly the term that my future father-in-law said. So, dude, long story short, um, my life hit rock bottom, and I moved back home with my parents. Yeah. Small town, man. That Sunday, um, you know, was pretty monumental for me. I, I think I just accepted the Lord, and... Um, so word kind of spreads in a small town, like, yeah. you know, Pastor Ben's son's back, like yeah. once people are seeing me. And um, I got a Facebook message, and it was from this Courtney Jackson girl. And she said, hey, you know, I've kind of heard a little bit what's going on in your life. want you to know I'm praying for you and sent me a worship song. Yeah. It was like, I, I heard this song, just kind of thought of you and sent it to me. And I was like, what this i don't yeah. date these kind of girls this is crazy <laughs> so long story short man uh, we started dating serving together i asked courtney to marry me um at the christmas program sunday with like 400 people in the room yeah called her up on stage we had just started a junior high ministry it had grown exponentially it was incredible and so i stood up and was like hey uh, you know we just want to thank you for trusting us with your kids blah 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 and i said and there's one person that i really want to thank and I turned and said, I just want to thank my girlfriend, Courtney, for everything that she's done, helping me out. And then I got down on one knee right there. <laughs> and she kind of was a little suspicious because yeah. her whole family came to church that day. <laughs> they were like all right there. So, yeah, man, we got married, moved up to St. Louis. That's um, cool. It was awesome, dude. That's How about great, you guys, man. you and Kayla? Yeah, dude. So I, I uh, moved from North Texas. I was at school at University of North Texas in Denton. Uh, I moved from there and on August 8, 2008, 8808, yeah, I moved cool. from there to Fort Collins, Colorado. Yep. Just in a season of my life where I felt like it was okay to move and to go somewhere and try some new things. And didn't know a single person. Didn't know anybody. Wow. Um, my closest family would have been my mom's uh, brothers and their families that lived in Grand Junction, Colorado, which was like four hours west on the other side of the okay. Rocky Mountains. So, um, so went out there, didn't know anybody. I, I'd gone out with my mom to look at Colorado State University, which was in Fort Collins okay. as a school to transfer out there. And um, went out there and found a cool church, Timberline Church, and uh, saw they had like a young adult college ministry. Crazy turn of events. I ended up like the when I moved out there that first uh, week, I ended up like inheriting the role of worship director for this college ministry of like- Just that fast. 250. Wow. Yeah, it was insane. Yeah. And the church that 
the Lord saved me in, I was on a good on Easter. We had like sixty five people. Yeah, sure, so sure. It was a it was a culture shock. It was very different. Um, and about six months in, I saw this this young blonde girl standing on stage, and the spotlight was on her, and she was singing. And I was like, "Wow, who is that?" And a friend of mine said, "That's Kayla." She has a boyfriend. Yep, yep. <laughs> and I, I walked up, and um, I, that was on our way out, and I'd completely forgotten about that because I walked up, I saw, like, the, the spotlight that they had in this room, like, was shining so brightly, and she had her hands, like, raised in worship, and the <laughs> yeah. light caught this ring on her finger. Yes. And it just, like, sheared in my eyes, like, this reflection of light. And I, I was love like, it. oh, she's engaged, or, yeah. or she's married, or something. Come to find out it was a purity ring. Sure. And uh, it was something that she had on all the time, and... And um, uh, we eventually, uh, we had no conversation from that point uh, for about a year up until we got scheduled together for the first time to sing together in the South Auditorium there at the church. Uh, in, it was June 4th of 2019. Okay. Um, we got scheduled to sing together. I super creepily like looked up her email address on Planning Center because I had the yeah. permissions to do that because sure. I was an intern. Wait, it wasn't and, 2019. <clears throat> I'm, uh, sorry, um, 2009. 2009. Did I say 2019. Yeah. A yeah. decade ago. Yeah, it was a long <laughs> yeah, time yeah. ago. Uh, it was 2009, uh, June 4th, 2009. We and then I creepily looked up her email on yep. Planning Center, and we emailed back and forth like two or three times a day for the better part of like two or three months. Yeah, the rest dude. of that summer. Wasn't it so fun? Because I used to do this and yeah. check my Facebook yeah. constantly yeah. to get that email, dude. She, she was back and forth on missions trips at the time to like Peru and to yeah. Africa and doing flight school and stuff. My wife is way cooler than me. She taught me <laughs> how to snowboard and to drive stick shift. That's awesome. <laughs> she, she, she was amazing. Yeah. Still is. But um, so we, we emailed back and forth, got to know each other really, really well. Um, and then we had this uh, leadership training thing with the entire worship team. And when that ended that weekend, um, I think it was in the fall, uh, in like October, September or October, we ended up talking on the front porch of the house that we had that training at for like four hours. That's cool. And uh, just got to know each other really well. And then that night I went out to eat with her and her family and then just started hanging out with her regularly. Yeah. And, and dating and would do game nights and stuff on Friday nights with their family. And, yeah. How and, did you propose? I proposed, um, so I was writing a lot of music, lived in a house with a bunch of guys that were super musical. Yeah. Um, so I wrote and recorded a song um, and played it for her. Uh, we and took her to, there was a wildlife reserve that was like two or three miles outside of Fort Collins. That is her favorite place in okay. Fort Collins. We would go there frequently. There's a creek bed. There's like endangered species of birds that are in these large cages wow. that you can walk by. It's a really cool area. Yeah. And so we went out there and I brought my guitar and we like, worshiped together by this creek, sang some songs together. And then I played, played the song for her, like live, sang it to her and then played the song from my phone. And as I was playing it, I got down on my knee and had, nice. the, had the ring in the guitar case and everything. And yes. And so love it. Was, it, dude. it was really great. That's was, great, man. Yeah, that was, man, that was a long time yep. ago. Now that we yes, think about indeed. it, I know we're still young, but man, we, we got married young. So I know it dude. feels like forever ago. But man, those are, it's great to think about that. Um, it is. What did you notice about Courtney that drew you to her? Like beyond seeing her walk in the gym and yeah. being like, at last, right. like, sing an Adam song. I mean, like, what's something you saw that you noticed about her that drew you to her? Yeah. Well, 
for I mean, first and foremost, it, I mean, it was beauty. Like mm. it was her smile, her eyes. She's got darker skin. I call her my Pocahontas, which makes <laughs> me John Smith. And so, um, but no, I think it was really her eyes and her smile. And it was just like, wow. Yeah. And I think she was with a, a, a group of women, a group of girls. And so there was that social thing that was going on yeah. and all of that. But I'll tell you what, man, the the game changer for me was when I got that message yeah. and, and how she didn't have anything to do with me. Yeah. Like I was not living right. Yeah. And so she was like, you're not living right. Yeah. I have a boyfriend, like all of this stuff. I'm not interested in you. And yeah. there was a part of me that was like, dang, that's so true. Yeah. She shouldn't have anything to do with me. <laughs> and so, I, man, her character, yeah. um, I think her modesty, her beautiful modesty yeah. was very attractive to me. She carried herself with character and integrity. Yeah. She knew what she was worth. She had a confidence about her. Yeah. Um, all of those things yeah. were, were very attractive to me, man. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, man. Well, I, I, my wife loves music. She loves Jesus. She's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my entire life, even to this day. Her yeah. beauty just continues to, to flourish and to increase. It's amazing. And... The first thing that drew me to her was obviously her deep love for music, but her confidence and her joy, man. Like if anyone knows my wife, like she she could fall running a half marathon and bust her knee open and be six months pregnant with our first kid and smile through it all. Yeah. Like, like she is a very joyful person and finds the best in everyone and everything that she can. And she is just a very confident, beautiful joyful woman yeah man yeah, I love good. That. and she's ambitious man my wife is is a very strong ambitious woman she she like i'm just an example because she's way cooler than me here's a cool example i went for a run one day at, when we were living in colorado and we were engaged at the time she was like hey what time are you going for your run i said like 10 10 15 she's like okay look up when you get by your like look up in the sky when you when you finish your okay. run at your apartment and i look up in the sky and I see like a Cessna aircraft flying over my apartment complex at a safe altitude. Yeah. And I, and I was like, I saw an airplane. Like, who is that? She's like, that was me. <laughs> like I was flying. That's so cool. Yeah. Like my wife flies planes. She was like taking me snowboarding and teaching me on my first day to go down like double black. She's an incredible snowboarder. She's just a That's creative. Awesome, she man. builds things and creates things. Like we building tables and she's a baker who can bake with the best of them and a writer and a thinker. She's a wonderful musician, a lyricist. Dude, I just, I married the best woman in the it's world. Awesome, like, it's really cool. Those are all the things that drew me to her, her yeah. ambition, her joy, her creativity, her beauty, all of that. Yeah. Why are you better because of your wife? Yeah. Why yeah. are you better because of Courtney? I said this Sunday, um, you know, there is, and not to get into this without our wives, but I, I said Sunday, when people think about submission and leadership in the home and this, that, and the other, they assume this traditional, the man does all the finances, the man does all of these things, whether he's good at them or not, yeah. because that's the, and that's not what submission means. Yeah. Um, God has given gifts to his people, supernatural gifts and abilities. And I said Sunday, 
Courtney is just an all-around better person than me. Yeah. Um, wisdom, whether it be budgeting, making decisions, doing stuff like that. And so I am a all-around better person because of Courtney Jordan because I think there's a level of honesty and integrity that she lives with. Yeah. And um, not saying that I live a deceptive life, but what I mean is, man, nobody lies to you more than you do. Right. And the false self and the mask that we put on around people, like she is a very genuine and authentic person. Yeah. And um, that for me is something that I need a lot of in my life. And so, um, and plus the way that she values relationships and the integrity in those relationships and seeing her interact with our kids and um, is just good. She just makes me an all around better person. Yeah. For sure. How about you? I think my wife has made me better for multiple reasons. One of them, I love Christ more because of my wife. Yeah, man. I, I love, I, there, there is this mystery between my wife and I that Paul describes and Christ loving the church that really has been brought to a reality in my heart and in the way that I think just by being married to my wife and her yeah. joy. And my wife is a safe place. Like mm. honesty is a big deal in our household. Like, our kids get spankings for hitting and lying. Sure, <laughs> like, and that's yeah. Pre- and, and that's pretty much it. But um, honesty is, like, don't get me wrong. Like, when you're honest, it can be hard. It can be very difficult sure. in a marriage to be honest. Um, but being married for 11 years, there's there's no one I want to unpack my day with other than my wife yeah. when I get home. Because I can be honest about the things that irk me, the things that bring me joy, and I know that at the end of the day, like, we're laying our heads down next to each other. Yeah, man. Side by side. We're That's together. Good. And that that brings a level of safety and a level of peace in me that is just a gift from the Lord, yeah, man. man. Just Amen. an absolute gift from the Lord. Amen. She also challenges me to be cooler. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Like she, my wife is very encouraging. When I have dreams or ambitions, um, she's very selfless and has put herself aside um, at, at the expense of my dreams and and the things that I love and want to chase yeah. after. Um, not in a way that is bitter or in a way that is sure. um, condescending even, but in, in a very supportive and encouraging way. Like just the other night, just last night, I, I wrote, penned some lyrics to some thoughts that were in my head when I was in the waiting room in St. Louis yesterday for a vocal appointment. And I sat down on the bed. We were in the middle of a conversation. Like, and I just grabbed my guitar and like opened up the lyrics and was like, do you want to work on this with me really quick before we finish this conversation? Yeah. And she said, yeah, sure. And we sat down and we worked on this song together for a little bit, talked about arrangement and all of that. And that's just a small example of like, like her ability to like step into a moment and, and agree and move forward for the sake of unity and creativity and pursuing and chasing a passion in that moment. And I'm just thankful for that characteristic of my wife because it makes me better. It's beautiful. It makes me better. It's beautiful. What is something, this is one of the last questions that I have. What is something that being married to Courtney has taught you? Hmm. Like if you could tweet it or if you could expound it and then tweet it, like what's something that being married to your wife has taught you as a man? Yeah. I think that Nothing in my life um, 
has taught me more about the gospel than my marriage to Courtney. Yeah, um, we we've been very open. Anytime I preach on marriage or do a Q and A or anything, the first two years of our marriage were extremely difficult. Yeah, I mean, I moved her out of the neighborhood, the home she grew up in, close knit family, to big St. Louis. We didn't know anybody. I'm in ministry now. I mean, it was just a culture shock, man. And we really had to walk down a rough road to figure out what it was to selflessly love someone. Yeah. And and what I mean by that is love without an expectation of reward mm. in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Loving someone out of the sheer desire that you love them and want to express that love in the way they receive it. Yeah. And I say all of that to say that when in Ephesians 5, when Paul says, husbands to love your wives like Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her and then yeah. washing her with the water of the word and all of this stuff, it is um, the number one thing in my life that I think God points to. I used to think that it was being a father and yeah. parenting, and that does have some aspects to it. Yeah. But the reality is, is I'm raising those kids to leave. Those kids are not my primary right. um, responsibility in this yeah. world. Courtney is. Yeah. I have not made a pledge or a covenant to my kids until death do we part. Yeah. I have with Courtney. Um, and it's massively significant. And so I think for me, it is that selfless love uh, of, of learning how to do that. And then secondly, how to have a longevity of a relationship. Yeah. I mean... I think our culture is very good for having seasons and relationships and this, that, and the other. But dude, I know very few people who have lifelong relationships and friendships with a small group of people for 30 years or yeah. something. I mean, that's unheard of in society. And uh, I think with Courtney, man, I am learning what it is to love someone and walk in life with someone for a long period of time. Yeah. And it's awesome. Yeah. It's really great. Yeah. Man. That's beautiful. How about you? I think <clears throat> my wife has said to me frequently over the last year, two years, and just to be transparent, like I, I have, I have struggled for unknowingly struggled for the majority of my life um, with my identity, like yeah. the, the core of who I am. Like, I don't know if I'm, if I would articulate it as an identity crisis, but I have been, I have been seeking after unknowingly things like approval and acceptance and battling yeah. things like rejection and abandonment and stuff like that internally. And my wife has said something to me that has taught me a lot over the last year. She said, it's okay to be who God has designed and created you to be. Yeah. Not to be who you think everyone else needs you or wants you to be. Amen. Absolutely. Um, and that for me, like, it just feels so safe. It feels so welcoming and encouraging. Yeah. And there's a giant like weight that comes off of my shoulders when I know that my wife looks at me and she sees me for who I really am. It's good. And she loves that yep. and wants that. Amen. Um, and I think that's something that I'm learning uh, right now. Yeah. Overall, something my wife has taught me again, like just to echo what you've said, that longevity, like to learn how to love for a lifetime. Yes. 
um, through the thick and the thin of it all. My wife has taught me a lot in that. Yeah, man, that's yeah. good. It's yeah. really good. Yeah, I got two more questions. Yep. Uh, one thing. What's one thing you love about your wife? Man, we just did this the other day as a family. Uh, did you play warm and fuzzies out there on the couch? We yeah. just go around every <laughs> once in a while and say something positive. Yeah, and what you love about somebody and stuff like that. I genuinely love um, my wife's authenticity. Yeah, um, she just will not fake it till you make it type stuff. That's just at, that's the antithesis yeah. of who she is. Um, and I am learning and and love that and cherish that yeah. a ton. That's a awesome. Ton. That's awesome. How about you? I love my wife's um, unashamed un- unashamed tenacity for dreaming. Hmm. Um, my wife is not afraid to run after new things. Yeah. Um, and I love that about her. It's awesome, like, man. That is very uh, encouraging to me, and it builds me up. That's great. Um, sort of Old Testament style. Uh, children would gather around the bed of their parents, um, and the parent would speak a blessing over them. Yeah. Like, if you could speak a blessing, uh, like, obviously, Courtney's not your child. But sure, sure. If you could speak a blessing, like, publicly, and then go home and tell her today, like— this isn't just for show on the on the podcast here. Like, go home and tell her this. But if you could speak a blessing over her right now, what'd you say? Yeah, man, that's good. Um, I think I really, for the first time in our marriage over the past couple of years, um, through counseling and everything like that, am learning to love Courtney in that way. Yeah. And really knowing uh, this individual that God has created in his own image and likeness. And so the the blessing that I would speak over Courtney is that she is fearfully and wonderfully made yeah. by her heavenly Father, who will always love her and always take care of her, yeah. and will always be there. And at the end of the day, that with Jesus, she is enough. Yeah, and she has what she needs in Christ. Yeah, and to keep pursuing who she is, um, I think, as a leader as well. Yeah. In this season, I think, through Westside Women, and really, man, since I've been at Westside, Courtney has found just her role and what she's good at, and I think women gravitate to Courtney because of that authenticity. Yeah. Uh, she's a mother, she's a wife, um, all of those things. And so I would encourage her to keep pursuing and being that leader that God is making her into, yeah. for sure. That's good, man. That's beautiful. How about you? I would tell my wife, number one, I love you more than anything. And I would also, just by way of blessing, tell her that the dreams and the things that God has put inside of her are good things. Mm. They don't have to be idols, Mm. but they can be things that lift high the name of Jesus. Yeah. And she does that very well. It's good. And that whatever the future holds for those dreams, if Christ is at the center of it, her joy is full. Amen. Amen. Because Jesus is her joy. Absolutely. I see that in her. That's good, man. Love you, babe. It's really good. I will say this to you tonight. I want to shout out a a couple resources. Yeah, um, please. Because we've been in the series for a couple of weeks, and when it comes to marriage, I think any good sermon should start a conversation, not end one. But a, a huge primary book that I would recommend is Tim Keller's um, The Meaning of Marriage, and it's written with him and his wife, and his wife writes the chapter 
um, on submission and okay. the role of wives and Very everything cool. like that. And it is just, it's all around. What's really cool as well, and Courtney and I have this and have done this, with the book, they have a 90-day devotional that is a little portion of Scripture. Yeah. That, so you and your wife would read the little portion of Scripture. There's an excerpt from Tim and Kathleen Keller and then some questions for you to do and then a prayer for you to pray as a couple. Yeah. I would highly, highly recommend that Baller. book as as a starting point when yeah. it comes to roles and marriage and stuff. We'll throw a link for that and uh, to Amazon in the show notes yep. for the meaning of marriage. Uh, meaning of marriage. That's Tim Keller. Yep. Kathy Keller. Baller. Well, we'll throw that in the show notes. I'm going to read the rest of the passage because uh, husbands, you're getting it here in a few weeks. Yep. Um, I'm going to read from verse seven and First Peter chapter three to close this this section out. Likewise, husbands. Live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. Man, this was great. It's good. This is kind of a this was a little bit of an exit off ramp from our normal uh, our normal thing here. Yeah, on, on the rest I'm of excited the story, to get I the girls it. and uh, some women, some West Side yeah. women in here to discuss. I had a a post on Facebook and had just some conversations, and so I would love to hear some of the West Side women along with Courtney and Kayla and them and discuss yeah. what this is and everything. I think it's really really cool. Yeah, really good. good stuff. It's been good. Well, we're in New Year, new family. We've got three more. Yep, three more. Uh, sermons and three more Sundays in New Year, New Family. This coming Sunday, Valentine's Day weekend, yep. we are going to be talking about why you're... I'm just kidding. I don't even know what I was going to say. Uh, we're going to be talking about singleness. Yes. We're going to be talking about singles and why singleness is a blessing and a gift to be stewarded well. Yep. Um, and so you're not going to want to miss out on that. Um, if, if you're single, uh, don't be ashamed. There's nothing to be ashamed about, about being single. There's a gift in that. Yep. And we are going to be talking about that this Sunday. Yes. And then the next two weeks, uh, we have husbands. Yep. Husbands for New Year, new family, and then we have parenting. Yep. And parents. So that will be a wonderful time. Come and finish out this series with us uh, before we launch into another one after this, and that's going to be fire as well. So tonight, uh, today is Wednesday. Tonight at six thirty. Yep. We have the Westside Youth Game Night there at the church. So come and I don't know, get a pie in your face or do the Great Table Challenge. Hang out. It's going to be good. I think there's going to be a word given tonight and all that stuff. So it'll be great night, man. Awesome. Yes. Play the trash can game. Get a few bruises and go to the hospital. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, (laughs) that's all we've got. Uh, You can listen to this podcast as always, where you're listening to it now. You can catch up on our sermons from Sunday on this podcast as well. You can worship with us at 10 a.m. at at Westside um, in person or in-person gatherings. And you can also catch our live stream as well on Facebook Live at 10 a.m. If you got any questions, yeah, go ahead. Also in this series, I know you're getting ready to say this. We say this all the time. Mm -hmm. We announce it on Sunday. And it's so funny because people come up to me in the lobby and then they'll ask the question. Right. And I guess I should just say, I'm not going to answer that. Right. You yeah, do to, that. Please send us a... I mean, guys, this series sparks a million questions and yeah. conversations, especially with roles in marriage and all of that stuff. Yeah. So listen, if you've got... And even if it's like a specific hey, this is the situation in my marriage and my husband or my wife or whatever, please send us an email with that question at info at westsidepb.org. We would love and other people will benefit from your question. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah. Welcome to Honesty. Ask those questions. Yes. Info at westsidepb.org. Yes. I thought we were going to be in here for five, 10 minutes. It's been 38 minutes Love for 43 it. seconds. Good. So, awesome. Love you guys. Thanks for joining in. And may, as always, in our marriages and our singleness and all of our walks of life as a husband, as a wife, as a parent, may everything we do and say be in the name of Jesus Christ. We love you guys. Blessings. And we'll see you next time.